Welcome to The Round Barn. I'm Dr. Ashley Mitek. And I'm Dr. Jim Lowe. And today we're gonna to talk about ivermectin. So Jim, I was having my almond milk latte this morning. Which was not what I was having, okay. <laughs> what were you having to drink Black this coffee, straight. Okay, you need to try almond milk lattes. I no. know that's your favorite type of milk. Yes. <laughs> um, I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today, and I think we are going to talk about ivermectin. And it made me reminisce about being in Al Paul's, Dr. Paul's parasitology course here as a veterinary student. And I have to admit to you that I, he gave a midterm, and that's the only exam I failed in veterinary school was a parasitology exam. You didn't like worms? <laughs> No, they're terrible, and I can't keep the roundworms straight from the hookworms and all of that kind of stuff. So you are going to have to teach us a little bit about ivermectin today and parasites. Well, we can probably do that. And the good thing is, is when I was in veterinary school, and you know, I've gone around the sun a few more times than you have, but um, ivermectin was new. And so that was a really interesting thing for us because it was just coming into clinical practice. And I have to admit, when Al Paul taught me... Dr. Paul taught you and me both. Yeah, that's just, we don't need to date Al. I mean, that's rest in peace, Al, because this is some, just means he was old, but because uh, I'm old. But Al uh, taught us a parasite. And when we learned parasite, right, all I heard was is ivermectin kills everything, all the worms. And I'm like, whoop, don't need to know this anymore. I didn't do very well in parasite either. Okay. <laughs> For the same reason. So can you talk to us a little bit about why do we even have ivermectin? Why do we even need ivermectin in veterinary medicine, especially with your food animal background? Why, why is that drug so commonly used? Yeah, so ivermectin is a parasiticide, so it kills parasites. And parasites are right little bugs that live on us or in us, or on our animals or in us. And so ivermectin was kind of the first of this group, that, a big fancy name called the macrocytic lactones. And it's fantastic because it is really broad spectrum and it's not very toxic. So before we had ivermectin and then, you know, we've got dormidectin and, and cytectin, a bunch of one after that, moxidectin. That was the first one. And the reason that it was so cool was is before that we used literally insecticides. So we used pyrethrins and these, these toxic chemicals to kill parasites. And, you know, a generation before that, right, we used tobacco or all these things in horses. And so... Uh, the nicotinics to try to to try to kill worms. So worms have been around forever. They're always a problem. And so we've had this progression. So this idea that we have a product like ivermectin that was really broad spectrum, it killed basically all the worms that are inside us or inside uh, our animals and killed worms or, or killed the fleas and, or not the fleas, but the mites and, and mange on the outside. Boy, that was like a bane of existence, right? Like, whew, we are ready to go now. We do not need to worry about this anymore. So parasites have been a problem forever um, in, in, I was going to say mammals, but it's in birds and everything else, right? We always have parasites. And controlling them has been a big challenge. And so ivermectin was a big move forward. But ivermectin is used in a lot more than veterinary medicine. What are the other things that ivermectin is used for? So it's used a lot in human medicine because, you know, people get worms too and people get things. And so today it's used to treat river blindness, which is a worm that gets in the eye uh, in several other conditions. But the big use is river blindness in tropical areas of the world. What do you think about what's going on right now? I know the CDC, the FDA, the Illinois Department of Public Health has recently issued these alerts to veterinarians uh, 
notifying them that there are people that are trying to get their hands on ivermectin right now, which is a drug we commonly use in small animal and large animal veterinary medicine, um, and they want to use it for COVID. What do you think about people taking ivermectin for the purposes of treating COVID or preventing COVID in humans? Well, they won't have worms. <laughs> so I know it'll treat that. And it'll also treat if they have scabies. It'll get rid of that. So that's good. But the data says, right, that, that microcytic lactones and ivermectin in particular don't have any antiviral activity. And so if you look at all the research that's been done, it's been tested quite extensively, right, that we can't produce, the, the medical community can't produce results that suggest that ivermectin does anything to control COVID or any other virus. And so um, there's been some suggestion, right, some studies out of, uh, I believe it's Africa or maybe some in Asia, but uh, those studies would say, oh, there's some activity of, of um ivermectin against patients. Patients get better on ivermectin that had coronavirus or had SARS-CoV-2. And A, those aren't very well-controlled studies, so we don't know. I mean, it could be true, but there's also, right, a lot of confounders when we do field-based research. So when we do things in the field, right, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And what we know with any infection is that if they have one or two or three infections, you do worse. So whether that's a dog or a pig or a human, and we call those comorbidities. And so if I have worms and a virus, they do worse than if I just have the virus or I just have worms. And so, you know, we do this a lot that we don't, at least in my line of food animal medicine, often we, maybe we can't get after the primary virus that a pig has or a cow has, but we treat the bacteria that goes with it because two is worse than one. And so there's maybe some potential explanation for, for some of these studies that ah, maybe these maybe the people that got better actually did have a parasite load. And so you clean that up. But if you look at the direct evidence, there is no evidence that ivermectin does anything. And what are the downsides? Are there any risks that a human would take if they went to a store? Some of this product is available over the counter um, at some of the farming stores. And I know that because when I was in Dr. Paul's course and I was a very El Cheapo first year vet student, he was talking about ivermectin and I had a dog at the time and I didn't want to pay full price for... Because we use ivermectin for a heartworm, right? So yeah. all, And that was the original heartworm preventative and it yep. keeps dogs from yep. the heartworm. And it's a really, really low dose. Yep. And so I thought... I had this genius idea that I would go to a farming store and buy the equine toothpaste version of ivermectin, which would last my dog 105 years or whatever it is, and I would dilute it out. And so I had ivermectin paste all over my kitchen counter, which is really hard to get off once it dries. And I went to talk to Dr. Paul about my great idea, and he quickly told me, stop, because I was probably going to run the risk of overdosing my dog. And I bring that story up because, you know, I think a little bit of knowledge is dangerous, right? And you know, people may see or have this, you know, hear the headlines, oh, try, try ivermectin. What is the risk to human health if somebody goes out and tries ivermectin? So I started this conversation by saying ivermectin was a bane. It was, it was awesome because it was super safe. Right. It's super safe relative to what we were using before, which okay. was super unsafe. Right, right. And so uh, if you can imagine, you know, cattle get lice in the fall. Um, Why just, do they get lice in the fall? Uh, day length. It's, it's, it's longer days, like starting to get longer hair. The lice live better. Lice like long hair versus short hair? Yeah, same thing in people. 
Okay, I guess I didn't really think of cows growing long hair. Yeah, they get more hair in the winter. It's the day length. Do you get more hair in the winter, too? I don't get more hair anytime. (laughs) I have no hair anytime, Ashley. You know that. I'm like, yes. I used to say sometimes people need gray hair. I'm like, no, no, you just need less hair. You just need people (laughs) that need less hair in this situation. But So what we did before is we literally poured organophosphates on them. Chemicals, same stuff you kill bugs with in your house. That's how we killed the lice on the cattle. This oh. was accepted. You could buy, still buy it today. Nobody does it. Okay. So this stuff was awful. It was awful for the cattle. It was awful for us. It was awful for everybody, right? So ivermectin, okay, this thing is safe. It's not that safe. And so the deal with ivermectin is, and, and the ivermectin we use for people, or is used for, I guess we don't use, but it's used for people, um, our medical college friends use, right? That is orally dosed. But it's exactly the same compound that we use for dogs, which we give orally to control heartworms, and the same compound we can inject into cattle or give orally to horses. All the same compound. Slightly different delivery, but all the same compound. So the challenge with ivermectin is not that the product itself is inherently unsafe. It's that as I up the dose, or I get the dose wrong... I now get some toxic side effects, and the, primarily those are nervous. That's the ones we're really worried about. So it damages the nervous system. And that's probably short-term, but too high of a dose could be a real problem. So when we think about your dog, and your example, your dog story, why Al was worried about it, we give ivermectin to a dog once a month, right? You give HeartGuard once a month. That was the original product. That's at 0.006 micrograms per kilogram. Okay. A cow, we dose at 0.2, which is also the human dose. Now, we do that once, and the cow dose is one time. The human dose is one time. Because if I give it multiple days in a row, I get a loading dose effect because they don't clear it that fast. So now I have a cumulative toxicity. So if you look at what people have been doing with ivermectin, they take it like it's candy. And so it's this cumulative dose effect that becomes the problem. And the, the large animal products, the challenge is they're quite concentrated. So it's, it's not that it's easy to overdose. Well, it is easy to overdose because it doesn't take very much. Um, but it's also the fact that they're repeatedly taking the dose and that repeated taking of the dose is where they end up in some toxic, uh, some toxic scenarios. I see. So we would agree that it's a fair statement that leave the ivermectin to the veterinarians or to the human healthcare professionals that are treating it for parasitic disease in humans or whatever it may be, but don't take ivermectin if you have COVID. Absolutely, yeah. It's just, there's a reason we don't, <laughs> that, right? We haven't done that. And it's because it's not safe. It's not the right thing. And it's, um, it's all a little bit crazy when you think about it, right? That uh, I'm going to go pick up something off the shelf that I was designed for a cow or was designed for a horse and think it's going to cure my problem. And yeah. if it was that simple, uh, trust me, somebody would have done it. If I know anything, the people that I've seen working on COVID the disease and SARS-CoV-2, the virus, right? There's a lot of really, really, really smart docs working on that. And they find the good stuff. And so, yeah, there's there's not only is there no evidence, but the people that really know go, mm, doesn't make any it's sense. not the right one. Yeah. We would be remiss if we didn't. We talked about Dr. Paul, who was a famous parasitologist here, and um, Dr. DiPietro, who also did some work with ivermectin. And you probably know a little more than I do because um, I didn't overlap so much with those guys. But they did a lot of the ivermectin studies, right, back back in the day that really promoted the drug's use in veterinary medicine. Well, back in the day is when I was in vet school. So, I mean, let's be <laughs> careful about how far back in the day we want to go here. But, yeah, so um, 
really a lot of good work was done with ivermectin for veterinary use here, here at Illinois. And, and Jody Pietro, who was on faculty here and then went on to become the president of the University of Tennessee and subsequently retired and back here in Champaign. And but, was that Disney, too, I think? Yeah. No, different one. <laughs> different one. <laughs> so, um, but, but he and, and Al together did a lot of work, but really Joe did a lot of work on ivermectin and horses. And so out at our research farm, they worked out the dose. They worked out how efficacious it was and did that for years uh, when I was in school and employed a lot of students. And, and so there's this really kind of like, how do we get to the ivermectin pace for horses? A lot of that story is here at Illinois and really Joe's contributions. And then Al made a really huge contribution. So Collies, um, as you're painfully aware, and I'm not, um, they, they don't work on dogs for good reason. But uh, right, Collies are sensitive to ivermectin. White feet don't treat. So we have a lot of other products for heartworm prevention today, but in the early days when all we had was ivermectin, that was a huge issue. What's the right dose and how do we do this? And then what's the mechanism of the sensitivity? So collies, a low dose of, of ivermectin to a collie is toxic. And so Al's real contribution was, and really over a long period of time, was working out how does that work and what happens? And so a lot of that work was done studying the toxicology of ivermectin and collies. And, and literally till the day that he died, he was working on those projects. And so long history of Illinois' contribution to how does ivermectin work in the work in the veterinary space. All right. Well, that's awesome. Go Illini. We had a football win. So there are small <laughs> miracles. That's all we can take is a small miracle. So. Um. All right. I think, well, that was a great little chat on ivermectin. So if you're thinking about taking ivermectin, just don't do it. Just say no. Just say no. Just say no. Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe and tell your friends about The Round Barn. It's available on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. One last thing. In addition to this podcast, we offer a wide range of online learning opportunities for livestock producers and veterinarians, including a new Master of Veterinary Science degree. You can learn more about those by visiting online.vetmed.illinois.edu.